0: Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing
1: Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Welcome to Colorado Hunting Hub. This podcast is designed to talk about everything hunting in Colorado, whether you're a new hunter old-timer or something else, Colorado Hunting Hub will have something for you. I'm your host, Clint Whitley, and let's get started.
0: Hey
1: everyone, welcome to Colorado Hunting Hub. This podcast is being supported by I Hunt Colorado. Thank you guys for bringing me onto the team there and allowing This podcast will be a part of that. Also want to thank Rock Mountain Realtors, TJ Gassini, 970-618-8781. He's doing a little behind the scenes, giving me ideas, uh, leaving beer at my house. And he can help you get a piece of hunting property in western Colorado. If you're looking for a good piece, no bits too small, too big. He's working on both. So get a hold of him. We're also doing our on X hunt giveaway, which ends the first month already ended by the time you listen to this. And if you, uh, miss that, no problem. I'm doing one for the next 12 months. Also, this, uh, podcast brought to you by my antler selling. So if you got any antlers you want to get rid of, you got three of them or you got 3000 of them, I'll buy them. So give me a call. I'll make sure my prices are competitive. And also, as long as you're within uh, uh, the Western Colorado or Colorado or Eastern Utah, uh, but also I know folks in South Dakota that'll buy, South Dakota, Minnesota, Wisconsin, I know they'll, they'll buy. So give me a call or uh, send me a message. Big, big giveaway we're doing this month of June is giving away a XO mountain gear backpack. And that's what this episode's all about. Chatting with Mark from uh, XO and he uh, is graciously donating a backpack to us. So the links are going to be below in the show notes. We'll post them all over. So this pack's valued at 600 plus dollars. So it's definitely something you want to get your name in for. And, uh, win one of those so this is a pretty new podcast and my reach is not as big as some of the biggest podcasts in the world so i'd say you got a good chance and you can't win if you don't play so put your name in the hat there for new backpack always remember you can get a hold of me on instagram colorado hunting hub facebook colorado hunting hub and uh you can always chat with the guys there at send a message to i hunt colorado if you don't want to send something to me Email address, clint.a.whitley, which is spelled W-H-I-T-L-E-Y, at gmail.com. You can find the podcast wherever you're listening to it right now. But also, I'm on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, R-H-E-R-T Radio, Google Podcasts, all kinds of places. So, in this episode, we're chatting with Mark from uh, – I keep saying Onyx – uh, from Exo Mountain Gear and giving us some good info on trying to help us pick a pack out for this upcoming season. They've got a great selection and a good, good pack. I have one myself. I spent my own hard-earned dollars on it and uh, I love it. Absolutely love it. I wouldn't waste uh, an hour of your time if it wasn't worth your time listening to. So enjoy this interview with Mark. Mark, thanks for coming on. Appreciate you being here and chatting with us a little bit. Uh, XO Mountain Gear is the company you're you're with, and give you. I'd love to have you just real quick, uh, or not so quick. It doesn't matter. We're not a time limit, but introduce yourself a little bit about the company,
2: and uh, we can dive into some of the history a little bit too. Love to hear that. Yeah, you bet, man. Yeah, we could take a deep dive or keep it brief. I mean the. Uh... The short story, if you guys haven't heard of Exo Mountain Gear, is we make pack systems um, specifically for backcountry or backpack-style hunting primarily. Uh, That's just what, you know, that's how we hunt. That's the whole reason the company started was to build a pack to meet our own needs, and so that's primarily what we're still building. Um, But, yeah, we build everything here in the U.S. We're just a small company based out of Idaho, um, I'm actually, uh, the one and only employee who's not in Idaho. I'm actually a Midwestern guy as weird as that is. Uh, and we can get into that story if you want to of how that happened, but yeah, small company building all those packs in the U S. Um, and like I said, as hunters ourselves we're really building what, what we need and what we want out of a pack. And it's, uh, it's been cool, man. We've been around since 2014 was like the first year we had, uh, packs on the market. Obviously things were. And works before that point but it's been a good ride and it's it's fun to you know kind of mix uh, packs and hunting and all that and help other guys enjoy the outdoors like we do. Where in the Midwest are you? So I'm in Missouri um, a little bit south of St. Louis uh, and the short story is that Exo Mountain Gear was started by two guys Steve Speck and Lenny Nelson who are in Idaho and, uh, I got to know him prior to EXO. I, I used to do like quite a bit of writing in that in the hunting world and then was on pro staff for elite archery, uh, the bow company, uh, many years ago and met Steve and just, you know, was, you know, ran into him at the ATA show and stayed in touch and, um, just started kind of working with him a little bit. My background was all The hunting stuff, even though I was like writing and doing pro staff and all that, it was all on the side. And es- essentially, I was like, uh, I worked in it full time during the day, it was the day job. And I was helping Steve with one of uh, another business that he owned prior to Exo. And, um, yeah, you know, when Exo started, I basically helped him um, from the beginning. He was, you know, him and Glennie were doing everything on the pack side, and I was doing more of the tech side, building the first website and all that. And, uh, continued to just kind of help them on the site over the years and eventually went full-time and today with XO uh, I just do a little bit of everything man it's being a small company it's not one of those clean things where you have a job title I do everything from a lot of the technology stuff still to marketing um, answering like technical support questions just yeah wear a million different hats and have no idea idea of what my job title is <laughs>
1: that's awesome working with the company just as a customer not working with you guys but you know just being a customer seeing your emails seeing what you put out seeing the products and all that sort of thing and using the product I can kind of tell there is that that pride and, and uh, uh, attention given to the the minor details so I can I can see that in small company like style so we uh, we talk about supporting small businesses small, uh, American companies. I mean, it's right there or <laughs> where, uh, you guys are one of them. Uh, yeah, what, appreciate uh, it. yeah. What, uh, where'd the name come from?
2: <laughs> That's a good question. We actually just, we're talking about that semi recently because, uh, we have a podcast called the hunt back country podcast and we don't talk about the packs or the company a ton on that podcast, but, um, you know we had so many people who were kind of new to the company and had questions or heard about the company through the podcast and were asking questions like that we thought it'd be fun to do kind of like an exo origins podcast and so Stephen, Lenny and I hopped on the podcast and we were kind of reminiscing and we we kind of hit that question of like what about the name and i guess the the best answer is you know exo if you look it up it basically exo if you look it up basically means from the outside which we thought was really cool you know being an outdoors company and then also the idea of like an exoskeleton so the very first uh, frame design was called the skeleton frame and so you know you, you have this idea of an exoskeleton or like a structure on the outside and so to us that was the pack system right so it's it's meant to be part of you and move with you, but at the same time support you. Just that whole idea of an exoskeleton. So that's kind of like the original origins, um, you know, and some of the ideas that were bouncing around. when We came with a name, but it's always it's always funny picking up a name because even now we don't we don't necessarily think about those things today. Uh, but it is kind of some of the inspiration for the name
1: and the the logo itself almost isn't even really the words <laughs> or the word exo. It's more it looks. Just more like a, a design, <laughs> which is kind of neat. But I remember that kind of the days and the time of, of all the cutting edge, best outdoor gear was all centered around backpacking, hiking, not the hook and bullet community. And, and maybe, maybe that stuff, I'm sure that stuff was still out there. But as a kid with not cable TV and just a random Outdoor Life magazine, I, I don't know of many like pack companies and those sorts of things that were creating quality material and quality gear for hunters specifically. And so is is that kind of in the wave of creating all these, these uh, more outdoor companies that are creating clothing lines and backpacks and other gear specifically for hunting, is that kind of where you guys are part of that same sort of wave as that came in Uh, in 2014, maybe that, some of those things were starting to show up a little bit around there, but I hunted in blue jeans, <laughs> and yeah, uh, and I didn't have any of that. Maybe that was just uh, being a poor South Dakota kid, but it, I don't. Yeah, I didn't didn't see any of that, or even in college, didn't know much about good gear. Just was more concerned yeah. about how to do it. <laughs>
2: Yeah, no, I, and it's that's still a valid point of like you can obsess about gear and have way more gear than skills or way more gear than knowledge, um, which I think all of us are probably guilty to to some extent. I mean, it, gear's one of those things it's it's fun to get online and look at and it's fun to have new stuff. And, you know, in the off season you can research gear, um, but it doesn't necessarily make you a better hunter. I mean, it's for us, it's on the pack side specifically i mean we you can say this is biased but like we'll always say that like your boots and your pack are the two most important things depending on the style of hunting for us for our style of hunting those are the two most important things i mean we're covering miles and miles and miles of country good boots are going to be important and allow you to do that effectively in the mountains and then because we're hunting you know more remote places typically like your pack is your lifeline not only in terms of carrying uh, your gear and your supplies for multiple days, but then obviously you fill a tag and you have an elk down and you're four miles from the truck and you go now what? Um, so a pack's super important in that regard. Um, but yeah, I mean, in terms of the innovation in the hunting world on gear, it's been amazing. Uh, it, I think if you go back in time, it was really easy for some companies to just make something, make it in a camo pattern, and all of a sudden it's quote unquote hunting product. And that those times have certainly right. changed where. There's a lot more thought that goes into specific application of products for hunting from a design perspective and, uh, you know, hunters building products for hunters, which is what we're doing. Um, You can usually tell when that's the case. Um, You know, there's little features and things in design where it's like, oh, this was thought through or, you know, this came from not some like random design idea, but came from like a real world scenario or a problem that existed that, that person's then trying to solve, um, which is what we're doing. But yeah, I mean the, the packs, um, you know, it's been a change over the years for sure. There were hunting packs before us, obviously, but it just goes back to, for us and our style of hunting, a lot of the hunting packs tended to be really heavy, um, you know, not necessarily be capable of hauling heavy loads or they were, but then they were like too restrictive, you obviously had like external frames, which are a pain in the butt to hunt in, but can be decent for load hauling. So for us, it was, how do we make a pack that's, you know, light, like a backpacking pack, yet still strong enough to support incredibly heavy loads when you need to pack out an elk, yet at the same time, isn't so rigid like an external pack frame that then it's limiting to kind of hike in. Uh, to draw a bow in to get into a shooting position with a rifle because there's like there's a dichotomy there of there's no more critical time for a pack to work well than when you're hauling that elk out but at the same time 95 percent of the time you spend in that pack it's not with that heavy load it's with a lighter load and so you can kind of design for one or the other and it's really difficult to design one that can do both and that's what we've been trying to do since day one
1: yeah, that's that's exactly kind of where my brain was going is that you don't you don't necessarily need to have a have a really really nice pack to kill elk and but it sure is nice. My gosh, I had an old pack <laughs> yeah. that was a, a hand-me-down Gregory backpacking pack from somebody. I don't know if it even fit right. I didn't know how to adjust a pack. I used that up until a year ago. It was a giant internal frame, and I could put an entire young cow in that thing, and I did. <laughs> I put I put more weight on there, and that's probably why I got hernia and a disc in my back. But uh, <laughs> I put way way too much weight in that thing, uh, and put a yearling cow in it and packed it out. That was I about tipped over, fell off the mountain a couple of times, but uh, <laughs> packed out a lot of animals with that thing. Cause that's what I could afford at the yeah. time. And, and I just so happened to, to win a archery shoot that came with a nice check and said, I won this through a hunting thing. I'm going to put it back into hunting. So that was my justification going to get a good pack, did my research, did my research and, and ended up with, with an XO. So I can't believe the difference in weight. That was the first thing I noticed. I put it on my scale and I think you guys have those stats, but I put it on my scale at home and it was like four pounds, something. My old one's eight and, I just, and mm-hmm. they look the same size. I don't know how <laughs> yeah, that's, <laughs> that's just, that's just crazy. And the, and I like that you mentioned uh, old frame packs cause my dad's a little old school and, and uh, he's, He's. I've heard him scoff at uh, internal frames before, and I, I think he's probably tuned in now to seeing how how nice they are. But the old school big old frame pack doesn't move with you, heavy and awkward, and, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and it yeah, when you look at
2: internal works. frames, yeah, internal frames could be anything from. Some internal frames are quote unquote frames like a plastic sheet, you know, some are aluminum, some are carbon, some are, you know, wood laminates, like there's all kinds of different styles and approaches there. I mean, ours is a a titanium frame, which is different than essentially any other um, stuff. A, expensive and B, very difficult to work with. But it is one of those things where they're, you know, you mentioned Gregory, they are one of the back, um, like kind of general outdoor backpacking companies that, design their packs pretty well to handle decent weight it's just it's funny when you look at like a general backpacking pack like say an osprey um when they talk about like heavy loads heavy to a backpacking company like a non-hunting backpacking company would be like 40 pounds because so many of those guys especially these days are chasing the ultralight game and guys have base weights you know that are eight pounds and 12 pounds and so 40 pounds for backpacking is heavy and backpacking is also uh, a pursuit where you typically start a trip with the heaviest pack and then it gets lighter as time goes on because yeah, I'm starting with four days of food and I'm going to eat it. And so I'm going to come out lighter than I am when I started And hunting the exact opposite of that. You might start yeah. with 40 pounds, but the whole goal is to actually come out much heavier than that in the end. And heavy's relative to the guy, like what they want to do. I mean, for, some guys 60 pounds heavy for some guys 80 pounds heavy and other guys are doing triple digit loads um that's like unheard of for a general backpacking pack but yeah it's you know Gregory's one of the companies you mentioned that has a really cool heritage and uh made some good packs we used to run Gregory's and other types of packs even for hunting um even though they weren't camo uh, because they were well designed but yeah, it's just it's interesting how that whole market has changed with products uh like ours and others and having again that specialized like ideally designed pack specifically for hunting.
1: Yeah, I got mine, I guess I it's less than a year ago, I got the K3 4800 and bought it last summer, took it on a couple of backcountry elk hunts, but didn't pack anything out with it. And the actual first animal I packed out and mentioned this a couple of times on my podcast here, but I haven't told the story and it'll it'll wait another time. But uh, I drew a uh, goat tag, mountain goat, and had a awesome, awesome experience. Just a, And the crazy thing is how I got the goat tag, a depredation goat tag that oh, wow. got the co- two days ahead of time because some goats were in a sheep unit and they didn't want them there. So I got the call two days ahead. I didn't use any of my points. I didn't have to wait the five-year waiting period or anything. And met a game warden. He said, goats are up there somewhere. (laughs) Up there. The last last they were seen is up there. Go for it. So I had two days uh, to gather some things, figure it out, and head up. Good thing I was semi in shape from doing some elk hunting. But my dad was here elk hunting. I said, dad, we got to put this on hold. I got to I got to go shoot a goat. <laughs> so I, wow. I took that, that pack and packed it up probably a little heavy. Cause I also took a, I took a bow and a rifle in with me. Cause I didn't know how I wanted to do it. And second day I ended up shooting a, a goat. And because I'm just so stubborn, I put that entire thing in my backpack uh, with the entire hide. Cause I took the whole hide out too. Uh, and, that that was probably one of the hardest things i've ever done <laughs> is is pack that stupid thing out but it is the most gorgeous really nice eight and three eighths goat just beautiful beautiful wow. goat he didn't fall anywhere if i would shot him with a bow he would have fell off a cliff and would have been different but i was able yeah. to pump two two rounds in him real quick and then uh uh I stuffed that pack full <laughs> in between the the frame and the pack, and then uh, some more in the pack itself. And from nine o'clock when I pulled the trigger to got back the truck at seven o'clock, and took the biggest load down to the camp, and then dumped some, run to the truck, came back, got camp and the rest of it back to the truck. And so, uh, I I tell you, I couldn't I couldn't have done it with without having a quality pack. Well, let's jump into yeah. that. Let's talk yeah, about what packs packs there are, because there's pack systems. That threw me off just for a little bit when I first was looking, because I thought you just buy a pack. I'm totally uneducated on packs before that. And seeing frame and bag options, that was a little confusing to start with, but I figured that out. Uh, can you chat a little bit about what a pack system is, or like what some yeah. of the products?
2: Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll speak from our context uh, and it kind of varies. You know, other companies, um, they'll make you buy, they'll have multiple frames or types of frames and then um, a ton of different types of bags. And you kind of have to piece together your quote unquote system um, by taking different parts and pieces and building what you want. Um, you can essentially do that with us. Like there's things that are very interchangeable that we'll talk about but we want to kind of simplify it at the same time and uh, if you look at our products for example you'll see four pack systems so there's an 1800 a 3200 a 4800 and a 6400 Um, all of those use the same frame so for us there's one frame it's the k3 frame And then you essentially have the four different bag models so you have a k3 frame with an 1800 or a k3 frame with a 4800 for example um so for us a pack system is the frame which is obviously complete with like a hip belt and shoulder harness and all that the bag and the lid so if you order like say a 4800 pack system which is what you have you get the fully functional frame the 4800 bag the k3 lid as I mentioned, it is kind of like a modular system. So like, let's say you go with the 4800 now and you want a different bag for a different type or style of hunts. Like, let's say you just want a super streamlined day pack. You could buy just the 1800 bag itself and then continue to use the same frame, the K3 frame that you already have and just change bags on that. So it is kind of modular, um, but we do try and kind of like streamline the process of how you buy it and, you know, don't make you jump through hoops of like figuring out what you actually need and just sell it as a complete system. Um, yeah, I mean, I mentioned it's one frame. It, it, it is one frame, but there's different options. We do size specific hip belts. Uh, we have two different frame heights. Um, and something that's pretty unique to us is that also those those frame heights are heights adjustable. Um, so like take our tall frame, for example, it, it's 25 inches out of the box just as it comes have this really simple extension system with basically reversible frame extensions in the bottom of the frame itself. And you flip the direction of those and it actually increases your frame height. So like a tall frame goes from 25 inches to 26 and a half inches. And some guys are confused. on am like, why is that? And it's partially to just have more options. Um, so, you know, if a guy's say six, two, or if he's six, six, but it's also a lot of versatility of, What type of load do you have and how does the fit work with you accordingly? So that shorter setting in a frame when it's not extended, you know, it's going to give you a lower profile, which can be great to hunt with. If you're moving through thick country or brush or, you know, glassing uphill, you don't have this giant frame sticking up above you. But when loads get heavy, you do want some increased frame height. Um, that allows you to get proper angle with like load lifters and just have better leverage essentially with the load. So for me, for example, I'm 6'2", I hunt with the tall frame not extended when I'm just, you know, carrying gear, what have you, have relatively light loads. But as soon as I fill a tag or have a really heavy load, in seconds I can flip that frame height 26 and a half inches and then specifically have better leverage for that so it's just really simple versatility that's kind of built into the system um and then part of again bags and frames being together but somewhat separate again for us we have an integrated load shelf so i talked about the frame there's one frame whether you have the 1800 bag or like a biggest 6400 for example All of the bags not only are removable from the frame, but there's basically like a quick detach. So the the bag kind of pivots away from the frame and then you have your load shelf in between. So like you were talking about, you know, loading gear in the bag plus loading meat and your goat cape out. You can have space between the bag and the frame specifically for meat and game. It also keeps it close to the frame, close to your back, best way to load it keeps it separate from the gear in your bag. So things aren't getting dirty. Plus you still have room for your gear and meat. So there's a lot of advantages to kind of that separate load shelf design. Uh, And again, just just one of those things that's also designed very simple and easy to use in it.
1: I, this may sound weird, but I kind of feel like uh, when my dad bought a a pre-trained horse from a well-known like horse trainer in Wyoming and uh, the horse knew Probably more than he did, <laughs> so I I bought a backpack that can do more than really what I realize it can do. So he, he's he's figured out the horse, and I think I need to go back and watch some YouTube video, or some of you guys' videos a little bit because I'm six seven and I got a thirty two inch waist, and I was able to buy the tall small something yeah. like, or whatever the size that was so yeah. that so yeah
2: you had tall frame height and then small and hip belt size because of 31 inch waist
1: yeah uh, i've never i've never any other pack if once i put a all my other packs as soon as i put a little weight in there i can't tighten that thing enough because it's mm-hmm. not proper proper fitting but this one was able to tighten it up and it's still got the frame height i'll have to i gotta mess around with that that quicker change in the frame height i that's I, I I didn't do my research enough. <laughs> It'll be dude, seriously, <laughs> at
2: six seven, that'll be a game changer for you. Those frame oh, extensions man. for sure. Okay, and I it's will... it's so it's the same like principle too of guys who are five six, right? We have a short frame for them. We have a tall frame for you. Both are adjustable. That that's part of you know what's the idea of a one size fits all pack system doesn't work um, you know, from a frame heights perspective or a hip belts perspective, a lot of guys are into packs that just have a hip belt. And, you know, you got a guy with a 42 inch waist saying it's not big enough. And a guy with a 31 inch waist saying it doesn't get small enough. And it's like, it just doesn't work. There's too many shapes and sizes of folks. And, um, so that's why we have those different specific options of, frame heights and then adjustable frame heights and then hip belt sizes. Uh, I didn't even hit on like there's a lot of adjustability in the hip belts themselves. And uh, we have a very simple system that allows you to dial in the lumbar pad and how much lumbar pressure you have. Because one thing that you run into is guys are shaped differently in their back, like their lower back, their lumbar area. Some guys are have a flatter back and kind of like no butt. And so there's kind of like no shelf there. And then you got other guys with like a really deep lumbar curve. And so they're going to have a very different experience. And so built into our pack system is this very simple shim system where you can customize the lumbar pressure. Um, So there's a lot to packs and that can be a lot to fitting. We have all that built into the system, but at the same time, it's built into the system in a way where it's all very simple, like and easy to use. And we're always happy to work with guys on we do have like a size and fit page on the website. That's pretty straightforward, literally a chart of like your height and your pant size. And here's what we'd recommend. But, um, you know, one advantage of our, our company model, we only sell direct. We don't have dealers and retailers. And so you literally just, if you call XO, you're talking to us, you're probably talking to me. Um, And we know the product and, you know, we've not only know the product from our experience, but we've fitted thousands of folks. And so we were super easy for us to like chat through, Here's what would work best for you. Um, and then at the same time, after the sale, we have videos. Uh, we got guys who send us pictures of them wearing the pack and we can like visually see how it's fitting on them and make adjustments. So it, it can be intimidating, um, you know, if guys don't understand like what are all the options. Um, but we just try to simplify it as much as possible and at the same time be super accessible to answer those questions.
1: And there's a pretty good video uh series that i seen steve put together on mm-hmm. that exact thing so i'll dive into that a little bit more but yeah i really love the size options because this world is meant for clothing or gear and clothing is meant for short fat people <laughs>
2: <And> <laughs> dude i was I gonna mean, say like six seven uh, with a 32 inch waist you gotta have trouble with about everything,
1: everything. i know everything yeah. and forget ever having hunting pants until just recently finally there's something uh i got a pair that are 36 something when cryptex started putting some things together and they're just clothes or whatever they were and then i I tapped into the first light world and oh my gosh i finally some pants that fit me i'm not wearing blue jeans or something other yeah yeah, because First
2: Light has longs and some of their options now that even at 6'2", I've used. Um, yeah, this is like a total random aside, but just maybe go check it out. There's these pants that we use called Piranha Zions, and they're not hunting pants, but they come in a lot of neutral colors, and we use them a ton. Um, and they come in a ton of different sizes, and I think for sure a 36-inch inseam, seam, and maybe in some colors even longer. So yes, you, can get like a, <laughs> you can get like a 32, 36 or whatever, which would probably fit you pretty good
1: yes perfect I wrote that down I'll check them out uh, another thing I saw or you said a little bit ago was really the unlike some of the other pack companies where I got to buy the whole system just a pack and if I want a smaller pack got to buy a different pack I can throw that 1800 on my same pack frame so essentially I mean I don't have to change something the different that I get used to and that's kind of a a, a cool thing I have a a different little day pack that i use for very short short hikes unless i'm looking for antlers but otherwise i use my my 4800 for everything from a six yeah. hour shed hunting trip to a a four day um, but it would be kind of nice to have just that little smaller because part of that archery competition i do the do the alpha bow hunting competition or there's just a little bit of running involved and that big i don't use my big pack for that just because it is big, a little bigger. Mm-hmm. It'd be nice to have something just a little smaller and then throw my weighted sandbag in there and, and, uh, be a little bit more limber while I'm running with a pack and shooting. So,
2: yeah. Yeah. Because it has the same frame and the frame is everything interfacing with your body. So like you said, you got it dialed in and like comfortable just where you want it. You can do that with an 1800 or a 4800 or whatever. Cause the frames, what's connected to you, and then the bags externally connected to that. So you can change bags and not change anything from a fit perspective. And then because of the frame itself, like we talked about the titanium frame, like it provides all the structure and load hauling capability and that load shelf is part of all of our systems. So quite literally, you can carry as much weight with say your 4800 as you could with your 1800. So you can You can have this sweet little four pound day pack system that moves with you and is light to hunt with. And if you're hunting from the truck, it carries the essentials you need. But at the same time, even though it's a small little day pack, because it has that K3 frame, it can still haul, you know, hundred plus pound loads if you want it to. So like when it comes to like packing weight, it doesn't matter what bag you choose. The K3 frame is doing all that for you. And it's part of all of our systems.
1: And correct me if I'm wrong here, but... I have a buddy that has the K2 frame and he can put the new bags on it and everything. So yep. you guys have already thought about these sorts of things to not make us have to go and buy yet another frame, but right. they're, they're there. We, yep. can, we can just get the updated bag.
2: Yeah. I mean, we, we get that our packs are an investment and we want you to get years and years of use saw them out of them. We don't want to you know, leave guys high and dry. We're also not a company that does updates like super frequently so there's not like oh i just bought this and they're gonna have another one next year and another one next year like our we were on our k2 systems for three years a little over three years um and then even then we went from the k2 generation to the k3 generation we purposely designed it so that there was as much backwards compatibility as possible so yeah like your buddy with a k2 frame if he sees one of the new k3 bag options he really likes whether it's bigger smaller whatever he can get just that bag and then put it on his K two frame and have that full compatibility.
1: Yeah, I think he's ordering a forty eight hundred for this season, or he already did. But yeah, we had talked to that a little bit. Uh, when I was doing my research, I started researching Stone Glacier, Mystery Ranch, Alps, some of the other companies. Not to, not a bad talking, but but what are some what are some things that make. XO different from them or, or, uh, stick out just to help us in our purchasing.
2: Yeah. I mean, we're, um, we're not a company that's going to say we make, you know, we make the best pack on the market or the only good pack on the market. We feel it's the best pack because it's designed according to our needs and preferences. And we know all the quality and care that goes into it. Um, so obviously we feel it's best, but we're not going to like say that there's no other option out there. Um, You know, it it does get difficult to talk about comparisons unless we do get specific, because what separates us from, like, say, Stone Glacier is going to be different than what separates us from Mystery Ranch and is going to be different than what separates us from Alps. So, like, just as an example, you know, Mystery Ranch, they don't build their hunting packs in the U.S. We do. So we could talk about, well, there's a difference there. But Stone Glacier, they build their packs in the U.S., as do we. So that's not a difference if we're making that direct comparison, if that makes sense. Um, But for us, I mean, it's... I I would just say from a super high level, it goes back to we're designing it as hunters for the specific application of hunters to be able to have a pack system that is as light as possible without giving anything up. And by giving anything up, I mean durability, durability, load hauling capability, uh, organization in the pack. Like we could strip away a ton of features and make things lighter, but we don't want to remove every feature and have things be too minimal. Um, And so there's just like our core design philosophy is that we want simplicity and versatility. We want to be lightweight and incredibly durable Um, we want to have all those options we talked about in terms of fitting and not force somebody into like a one size fits all approach. And so those are things from a high level that some other companies do in certain ways. Um, but yeah, I mean, we're always happy to chat through that. The honestly, just the best way to answer that question is if you do call and go, Hey, I'm looking at this pack and I'm looking at your pack, or I'm looking at these two packs and your pack, what are the differences? And we'd be happy to tell you what the differences are. And again, do that in a way where we're not saying that the other pack's terrible, but just give you the things to like look at and consider, highlight the differences. Maybe you want to go another direction after understanding the differences, and that's perfectly cool. But we can at least help you understand like what are the differences, be it materials, be it fit, function, layout, design. Like, There's just so many ways to tackle that question. So I'm not trying to avoid yeah. it. I'm happy to talk about it. It's yeah, just hard to talk fun. from a super high level.
1: You answered it in a way of providing a solution, and that that solution is once folks start their research and and they find something that they like.
0: This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists
1: worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive. As the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's because when you want something
0: sweet, you can't do better than Reese's find Reese's now at a store near you.
1: Call, call and ask because that's, that's where I was at uh, last summer is I had about two or three packs and Mm -hmm. the ability to have seemed like a little more pockets. I love pockets. (laughs) a little storage. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think that's, that was one of those those things there and then uh just the aesthetics of first light camo on there made that great so <laughs> maybe <laughs> nice. a total uh surface level selling point but it sold me
2: yeah um, no cool i mean yeah like we're happy to chat and we get that for most guys looking at these high end pack systems um you know, there are some dealers for like Stone Glacier, for example, or other companies. We don't have dealers, so it's hard to put hands on. Um, you obviously have fitting or not fitting. You just have videos, you have photos, you have reviews, all that stuff's helpful. Um, but sometimes it's just good to talk through it. And so we get that when we're happy to help. And then, you know, we do as many of the other companies do like a 30 day trial period, Um So, you know, you can order the pack, get it, test the fit, test the function, throw some weight in the frame, take it for a test hike. Like, just don't feel like you're spending, you know, five, six hundred bucks and then you get it and you're like, oh, bummer. You know, like, it's not what I wanted or expected. Um, And then now I'm stuck because we, we have that 30 day trial period. Thankfully, you know, it's incredibly rare for somebody to take us up on it. Like everybody gets it and is generally very happy with it from a build quality perspective and fit um but yeah it, that reassurance is there because we get that it can be difficult that you can't walk into a store and you know some packs are sold in the store ours aren't and that's that's not cuz we don't want to it's honestly like there's there's two main reasons for that one is we do want to sell direct so that we are working with our customers directly it's like if you have an issue with a pack that's a warranty question or a fit question or whatever like you don't have to jump through hoops and go to a store and blah 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 like you just talk straight with us we'll take care of you and the other part of that is we just don't have the margin for it in pricing um you know our packs aren't cheap but we don't inflate pricing or margin for a retailer or dealer right because like they got to make money too so if we were to sell in a retail setting We'd have to increase our prices or we'd have to cut down on material costs or production costs or something like that to create that margin in the pricing. But if we're able to stay direct and you've seen we've been this way since day one, you see more and more companies do it. But it truly does change things in terms of what's possible, because now we can build with the best materials possible, build them in the USA, build them with quality throughout and not just worry about we have to hit this you know, wholesale price point so that we can make money and a dealer can make money and all that. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with dealers. I love things like local, small hunting stores, outdoor stores, archery shops. It's great. It just for us and our product, it just doesn't work.
1: And there's a lot of companies that do that. That's their model that they go with. And I just got a set of mavens. I think they do a similar thing Uh, or there's a Like Dart and Bows, I don't think they they do sell in some stores, but it's just a different strategy and a different approach. And uh, I like your reasoning for it. So one of the big questions that people are going to have June 1st, uh, Monday, we're going to find out big game tags are starting to get posted mostly. Uh, I believe I got that right. So that's when people really start digging down, finding out. I got this coveted tag. I'm gonna, or I am coming to Colorado, and I'm gonna be doing this hunt or any other Western state. So always the question is, 4800 or the bigger one, or is the 4800 too big? So kind of, kind of give us a an idea of maybe how how many days in the field you would you would, uh, uh, expect a pack to be a good fit for.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So as I mentioned before, there's four, basically four models, four sizes, the 1800, which is like specifically purpose built as a day pack. So you're not carrying camp, you're not carrying, uh, you know, a sleep system and a shelter and all that. There's plenty of space for you know, your rain gear, extra clothing, plenty of space for optics, food, everything you need for the day. It has space for that, but it's just not meant to carry uh camp and be capable for overnight trips. You go up in size from there. The next one would be the 3200. Um, It is essentially um, guys who are minimalist and or like things to be kind of fast and light. So if you do a lot of, Maybe long weekend trips would be the longest you do, kind of like a three to four day deal. Um, you know, and I'm talking, when I say days, I should say this up front, I'm talking like fully self sufficient, like backpack style hunting, right? So you're carrying your own tent and sleeping bag and multiple days of food and everything you need, you're carrying it. Um, so the 3200 would be good for like three to four days, kind of again, that guy who does a lot of long weekends. The next step up is the 4,800. It is by far and away our best seller. It can get guys the space to go up to five to seven days. So, you know, that's pretty common for like a lot of elk hunt guys, be it in-state or guys traveling, coming out of state, they want to be able to do that five to seven day um, trip and they want a pack that can handle that. And that's the 4,800. Whether it's the 48 or any of our larger bags, they also do compress really well. Um, There's actually a recent video on our YouTube channel that shows like taking a 4,800 from fully loaded, kind of like expanded max capacity, and then how you can compress it for just day hunting use. We talked earlier about how you can change bags on frames, and that's great. But obviously, if you don't want to invest in that, you just want one pack system to do it all. The larger bags compress well. We got guys who, like, let's say you're from... Pennsylvania, a whitetail guy, and you want to go out to Colorado or Idaho or Montana or Wyoming and elk hunt, you want to be able to use the pack for everything. And so it, the 4,800 can do those five to seven days when he's elk hunting, but he gets back home, he compresses it down, super streamlined, and now he's in a tree stand for six hours with his essentials, all with the same pack system. Um, so yeah, again, 48's most popular. The final ones, the 6,400, so even larger Uh, we generally try and keep guys away from that if they don't truly need it. And so really the true purpose of that pack is like expedition level type trips. Um, So you got a guy up in like say BC or Alaska who's going on like a true 10 day backpack sheep hunt. He's going to need the 6,400. You got a guide who's carrying everything to keep him going and maybe some extra client gear. 6,400 is great. But if you're the guy who's like, yeah, I got a five-day elk hunt in Colorado, probably don't need the 6,400. And even though we talked about those larger bags compressing well, you don't necessarily want to get a larger bag than you need and then constantly be making it smaller to be the size that you actually need when the smaller bag just would have been better off to begin with. So again, they're versatile for sure, but in general, from a, not only from a size perspective, but also like a features and layout perspective. Um, The 4,800 is the best seller, meets the needs of most guys best. Um, And if you're doing backpack style hunting, anywhere from, you know, three days to a week, it would be a great choice.
1: Yeah, that uh, gives us a good scale, just an understanding because Again, yeah, you know, we can't walk into a store and put our hands on it and see, oh, my sleep bag's this big and and so on. And on that, that goat hunt, speaking of compressing everything, when I made it down to the truck for the first time, uh, well, let's start back further. When I had first put that whole goat on my back, it was so heavy, like my hips kept wobbling. It couldn't support themselves enough. And it was all downhill, but horrible downhill. And then when I finally got to the truck... I stripped everything out of there. I took the top lid off. I took only water and my GPS <laughs> and a way to communicate, and went up the night back up the few miles to get the second load. And I felt like I could skip. I felt like I had nothing on my <laughs> nothing on my back at all because it was it was just so stinking light. It was it was pretty sweet and compacted yeah, the thing cool. down all down to that like four inches you guys say or something like that. To, mm-hmm. Yeah, to that tight compress. One of the other selling features that I really wanted was uh, I want pockets on my hip. I want something Mm -hmm. that's easy and uh, that I can can get at. So I didn't see it right away. And then I dug into the accessories and saw it. It's like, sweet. That's perfect. And that is my favorite accessory, the little hip pocket. What are some of the other accessories and that that
2: are pretty popular and gets hold along with pack systems. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we, we want the pack system on its own to, to function. Um, we don't want you to have to like itemize it to death and add all this stuff to it. Accessories for us or, you know, extending versatility or just customizing things according to your preference. Um, so like a hip belt pouch, for example, some guys don't want any, like they don't want that sticking out on their hip belt. Other guys love them. They want one on both sides. Uh, some guys want one on one side and the other side of the hip belt's open for firearm repair spray. So there's all these different like personal preferences and needs. And so that's like a good example of an accessory. Hip belt pouch is definitely one of the most popular. Um, it's a simple accessory, but there's actually a lot of like thought and design that went into some of the small details on that. But it's ideal for, you know, whether it's your phone or if you still use a handheld GPS, um, Range Finder, Elk Calls, like it's just ideal for those types of items and having them uh, readily available. Um, gummy Bears, like one of my favorite little snacks, just like for a hard climb. It could be whatever. Hip-hop pouches are super universal. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's one of the most popular for sure. Um On the small organization side as well, we have something called Stash Pockets. Uh And these go inside the bag there's four different places you can mount them you don't have to run four you could run up to four but like let's say you get one or two there's four different mounting options so you can kind of customize where you want these stash pockets mounted but when i say mounted there they come with a quick disconnect so a little male female side release buckle but like a good example of a stash pocket is little items you want to secure/organize slash that you don't want just floating around in your pack so for me I always have a stash pocket with my license, my tag, my truck key, like those little items I want 100% keep this secure, make sure it doesn't get lost, fall out, whatever. Um, Some guys like to segment, so they'll have one for those items. And then maybe they have a stash pocket that is all just first aid items. Or maybe it's all, you know, kill kit type items, right? So it's like their knife and their flagging tape and maybe gloves and that type of deal. So again, guys use them in all different ways. Um, but those are, a, a very, um, nice accessory to have, as I said, easy in the pack, easy to pull out with that buckle zippered. So they're secure. Um, also very water resistant as well. Those are the two most popular. Um, we get more specific. There's like a bow carrier. There's a rifle carrier. Um, They extend versatility and security, but there are ways to carry a rifle and or a bow on the pack without them. So again, we want the pack to be capable. Uh, The accessories are going to kind of extend your options. Um, A good example of like what I mean by that is take our rifle carrier. You can strap your rifle straight to the pack. Um, Our bigger packs have full length side pockets. You can drop it in one of those. You don't need the accessory. Um... For those options. But say you add the rifle carrier accessory. Um, you can change the position of the rifle easier. So you can have it mounted in a side position where it's more accessible while you're wearing the pack. You could ha- have it mounted rear off the center of the pack. Um, you can customize the right height. So let's say you're hunting thicker country and you don't want your barrel overhead as high. You can allow the butt stock to drop well below the pack with our rifle carrier. So it just kind of you know gives you more versatility. Um, we have something called the crib load panel. Uh, it is great for using the frame by itself as a load hauler. Um, you talk about like your goat hunt and how you packed out and then went back in light with your 4,800 compressed. Some guys want the option to take the 4,800 or whatever bag they're using completely off and just use the frame to haul meat or maybe an off-season to train with, like throw a sandbag on the frame. Um, And so the crib load panel is basically an accessory that mounts to the frame that allows you to secure loads directly to that frame. The frame itself does have built-in compression straps. So again, you don't have to have the crib load panel. Um, But when you remove the bag from the frame, you're essentially taking away part of the quote-unquote load shelf component. And so the crib's kind of, you know, putting that back to give you more structure and security on loads for the frame when you're not using the bag. You can run it between a bag and the frame if you want as well. Um, So that's just an example. But yeah, that's kind of a, there's a couple more accessories. We do like a dry bag liner, um, some things like that. Uh, But that's kind of a quick rundown on the most popular options.
1: Cool. Uh, I don't have the... I only have one of the little, or I have the side pocket, and then I've got one of the little pouches on the inside, just one. And that's my, I did the exact same thing, the kill kit, with flagging and tag and a pen and zip ties and all that sort of thing. That's been handy just because that's the one thing. You, you got to have a tag and you got to have a weapon and you got to have a, <laughs> some water. <Yeah. laughs> and, you know, that's one of the top top things you need. So it's nice to have a place that you know that made it in your pack. Mm-hmm. Um, the one, another thing that is not an accessory, but I found was a nice way to attach was a sidearm. And I found a way nicely to just using that strap, the Velcro strap on the hip belt, to then put my holster in there. Because I just carry a small 9 millimeter uh, and put that on there and it, it's there and it's not underneath my hip belt it's not in a nasty way that it's impeding the functionality of the the pack and it's accessible it's there so that was yeah. kind of a a cool little thing um the uh well a couple more things and we'll we'll wrap her up but the uh, Another cool thing I saw in there was just some of your logo gear. I kind of like some of that. I'll have to. I'm a hat nut, and I saw a nice orange <laughs> hat. I'm probably due for one of those. i It was very nicely priced too, so I'll have to dig into that a little bit. The uh, and another quick thing is I saw the uh, warranty, uh, limited lifetime on that. Uh, that's and you guys have, I've been quite impressed, and I, I've shared this with just friends around. There was maybe one little stitching things with the top pack that you guys didn't like. And so instantly you said, Hey, if you got one fits wrong, let us know. We'll send you out a new, or you got, I just in the mail got my, my frame that there was like one in the line of whatever that had an issue. And you said, well, we're and these, just the, the internal frame part. And I got mine. I just haven't put it in quite yet. So that speaks to the care of, wanting to take care of a customer. So that's, that's cool that you guys do that.
2: The, I mean, for us, it just comes down to, you know, it like sounds super cheesy or corny or whatever, but like just treat people the way you want to be treated. And especially for us making a product as a hunter, knowing how they're going to be used by hunters. Like we want to take care of our own, right? Like, (laughs) You're not just like a customer or a number. You're a fellow hunter who just loves getting out in the back country and pursuing game. And it's so like, in a way, you're a buddy, right? So if if there's something wrong, we'll make it right, just because that's what we would want, you know, from our own end of things. Like if we just want to be treated right. And so that's just, you know, we're not perfect when it comes to uh, products and things that are made by hand. Sometimes things, you know, are a little bit off or go wrong or what have you. But like. We just always want to get people taken care of. So again, yeah, we're not perfect, but we're definitely trying to um, just take care of people in a way that we would appreciate, you know, if we were the customer.
1: Customer service is kind of huge for me. That That's a big selling point. Back to my days of working at Home Depot, selling doors and windows. <laughs> <I had> to, <laughs> that's where I learned uh, what customer service was and that was important to me. And uh, it kind of drives my wife nuts sometimes when we don't get that. And I may throw a fuss here and there, but a couple of the things that I found on the website that would be really helpful for any Western hunter is you had gear list galore and not just a random gear list, but a specific gear list for some different things. And you guys had some videos there. Uh, there There's training and nutrition plans that you guys are putting out. Uh, So that's something that's worth checking into. And some awesome stuff there. Uh yeah. Yeah. That that's pretty neat.
2: Yeah. I mean, I, I guess it goes back to the last point of like we want to help people. Um whether they buy a pack or not, like we want to help people hunt more or hunt more effectively or enjoy the outdoors more. And so whether it's, you know, getting in shape and working on nutrition or a training program that like the training program we did is you know, limited equipment. So you don't have to have a gym, but like, what are some good ways to get ready to hunt, um, you know, and stay in shape in the off season and kind of do that from home with maybe just your pack type deal. So like giving out those resources, uh, to help people is cool. You mentioned the gear list. That's fun. We have a lot more in the works, um, on those as well. It's just, it's fun to see how people from be it different parts of the country or, hunting different species or just have different styles, like to see how they um, do gear and pack their pack and all that. So like, as you said, the list is there, but then they have videos with them. So you're actually seeing like the products as they're talking about it and then have the gear list as well. Uh, You know, I guess it goes back, we were talking earlier about being gear nuts and it's not all about gear, but uh, for sure good gear can help you you know, stay out there longer or just enjoy the, um, enjoy the back country more. And it's just one of those fun, fun things to talk about as well. So those gear lists are there and, uh, free to go check out and use as resources to figure out what works for you or maybe get some good ideas.
1: Yeah. The, and we've, uh, been chatting almost an hour, so I don't want to take up any more of your time. And uh, one thing we didn't get to is, is you guys' experience hunting in Colorado. So we might have to Revisit that another day, but real quick for folks to know, because XO is not an X and an O, it's EXO. Can you, can you just throw out a couple places to find you guys, your podcasts, website, whatever else you guys got out there?
2: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you can basically catch everything from the website. It's just XO, And as you said, that's EXO. So Xomountaingear.com. You can spell it mountain or you can just do MTN. Um, So, E-X-O-M-T-N-Gear.com. That obviously has uh, not only our packs and our products and our phone number and email, uh, but as you mentioned, there's the podcast link there. Uh, We do the Hunt Back Country podcast. Um, Basically, under info in the main menu, you'll find the podcast, the free nutrition plan, the free workout plan, the gear list. So, like, whether you're interested in a pack or not, you can go there and go to check out info and get all that stuff for free. Um, yeah. I mean, we're on uh, the socials in most places. We don't do much on uh, Facebook, but we do quite a bit on Instagram, um, you know, under hunt back country, or there's a link from the site. Uh, YouTube's a good place. Uh, we have videos there and a lot more coming. Um, yeah. there would be great ways to check it out. I mean, in in the end, um, as I said before, if it's like more of a specific pack question, uh, just shoot us an email direct or give us a call um, and we'll be happy to chat and put you in the right direction whether we think that's our pack or something else that would work for you
1: awesome thank you so much again for your time man we appreciate it and and educating us on things that most hunters really don't know too tolerable much about and we need the help of people that make it so appreciate that and the the support you guys are giving us here yeah thank you man
0: Outside of this one church town, there's a gold dirt road to a whole lot of nothing. Got a deed to the land, but it ain't my ground. This is God's country.